Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Have you had a fitness goal in mind but have no idea where to start? Have you tried to track your macros but feel like they haven't been working for you? Do you want to go into the gym with confidence, with a plan that will actually get you progressing? Well then, the Get Fit in 6 challenge is going to be for you. I'm so excited because this challenge is launching January 6th of 2020 where you can get more guidance when it comes to both your training and nutrition. This challenge is 6 weeks long in duration where you will receive customized macros, custom cardio, a set weight training split that will give you confidence in the gym, and weight training five times a week. You'll have access into my private Facebook community where you can ask unlimited amounts of questions and get connected to both myself and Coach Brielle. We're doing a group coaching call at week three where you'll get even further guidance and be able to connect with the other challengers as well. At week three, you have a private check-in with me where you'll receive progressions to your plan, and that's going to look like changes to your macros and cardio. The Get Fit in Six is a more affordable way to work with a coach without investing in one-on-one coaching. This challenge starts January 6th, and I'd love to see you this 2020. If you want more information or to join the challenge, check the link in the description. Welcome back, guys, to another episode on Beyond the Bikini Radio. Today, I have Jake here with me. What's going on, guys? We are going to be talking about communication and relationships and kind of like how our relationship works because I feel like we have a really healthy relationship. Would you agree? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I think this is one thing that people tend to neglect when it comes to their overall health and their fitness goals where they're in a relationship with someone who isn't supportive of them or maybe, you know, they're coming home and their environment isn't the best. Have you seen this a lot in your clients before? Um, to an extent, there'll be some that um, there's communication, their goals are off, it's, they don't understand each other's goals and things like that. I think it's um, a big thing where like one person will have like a specific goal, maybe it's career oriented or fitness oriented, and then the other acts like they support them, but like you can tell that they aren't supportive. Like I've had a lot of clients where um, like the guys will have their own food or like eat it in front of them and like taunt them and tease them and almost be like childish about it. Or they'll have, like, friends that will be like, oh, well, you can't go out with us and just kind of, like, tease them, too. Um, Relationships are really important. And if you are surrounding yourself with people who aren't bringing you to your goal, as long as that goal is something that you truly want to achieve and you feel like is going to enhance your life, then you aren't going to be setting yourself up for success. So, (laughs) you're so quiet during this podcast. You're not talking (laughs) at all. Not yet talking about communication okay so how do you feel like we communicate well in comparison to like previous relationships um I think that we you know we communicate what we want but then also why we want it and I think in 
past relationships. Um, I haven't really done that or they haven't really done that. And so there's almost just like that underlying, well, like I don't agree with it and this is why, but it's, you don't know why they're wanting to achieve that. So if it's fat loss, if it's bodybuilding, if it's, um, building muscle, um, fitness things like that, where it comes back into the home life of you're going to be eating different things. You're going to be cooking different things. Um, sometimes you're not going to come back right after work. You're going to get in an hour, hour and a half workout, um, before you come back home and they're not understanding why you're putting in that time and things like that. Um, I think those are the times where it's like, (laughs) (laughs) you're going to have to go get her. You can hear hope growling in the background, growling in the background. But those are the times where it's like, you're kind of button heads. You're like, why are you doing that? I don't understand it. Um, I think the questioning is really frustrating because if you feel like you have to constantly explain why your goals are important, it can be really exhausting. I've had relationships where boyfriends have made comments on like, why are you posting to Instagram? You think you're important. Why are your workouts so long? Why are you doing so much cardio? Why, why, why? And it was like, I felt like I was being interrogated all the time and it was really exhausting, Um, which is fine to have different hobbies and goals. Like I don't need whoever I'm with to be like obsessed with fitness or even like compete. I know as a competitor, I take it to extremes, but I do need them to be supportive and to not question me all the time. And it does, you have to keep an open mind um, when they're explaining what their goals are and why they want to achieve them too. If you already have this closed off opinion of, you think it's dumb, then you're, you're the not. conversations you're having isn't, isn't going to be important anyway because you're not, they're not going to change your mind and you're not going to be able to change theirs. So have an open mind is trying to feel where they come from. You're not going to be receptive too if you're just like, okay, we'll explain why, and you're already like, well, I don't care. Yeah. It's like, is that passive-aggressive? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Passive-aggressiveness is the worst in relationships too where if you get upset and you just don't talk about it and you think it's just going to boil over I've learned in like previous relationships if you act like everything's fine and you just like walk away and brush it under the rug it's gonna build up and like blow up over time at least I've noticed that with myself yeah those tough conversations when like you're like you don't Fuck, I really don't want to talk about this but yeah you end up having it usually 15 20 minutes later things end up being 100% better that or you know you're just getting to what the issue is like you're not going to have a problem solved if you just don't talk about it it's just I don't know this is like an everything generation I think our generation specifically struggles with it but having uncomfortable conversations makes us feel uncomfortable so that's why we don't want to do it and maybe it's a conversation that really needs to be done where you're not happy in the relationship but if you're never going to express that the other person won't know and then that's when I see a scenario and I've seen this with so many people where they're in a relationship and you know like the relationship is over but they're just still together because they won't have that conversation yeah plus you just start arguing about stupid shit yeah and it festers into that when it could just be do the dishes (laughs) she's literally being so bad in this podcast so another thing I wanted to talk about too is What is it like specifically supporting me? Because I feel like my personality is pretty intense. Um, 
Like, what do you feel like you struggle with the most? And you, I know you're probably like, I'm perfect, everything is fine. But, like, there's always room for improvement. I don't... I mean, I'm sure, like, if I thought about it, I could come up with some stuff. But I don't necessarily think that... I don't know. We're pretty good at, like, when you come up with some idea that you're going to do, whether it be a business idea or um, some type of marketing or something, is... I feel like I've been pretty like I'll give my advice and it's like whether you run with it or not it's like I know at the end of the day hey it's your business and you've built businesses so like it can be I'm not upset if you take the advice or not because I'm not I'm not in your realm per se so it's different though because like people in other relationships and even friendships like that will give me advice and I tend to not really listen to advice I just like to listen to people's input and, like, perspective on things. And it's not like I'm... Like, some people take that as attacking them and that you are being disrespectful and not listening to them versus, like, taking in what your perspective is and maybe acting on what I was going to do but having your opinion in the back of my head. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think on your point, I think we're both very strong people we're we've both been successful in different areas and when we hear people give us advice we analyze a who's that person coming from what has that person done and what is this um advice going to do for me so um in many areas i've been very successful so when somebody gives me advice on that area and they haven't been successful as me i take it more as a well, that's why you're not on my level, so I'm not going to take that advice. And I think in a lot of ways... Um, that goes for a lot of things, You'll kind of listen to that stuff, too, is people are giving you business advice who have never built a bit. That's one of the reasons why <laughs> I'll give you business advice, but I know at the end of the day, I haven't built a business like that. Um, or fitness advice from, like, trainers. I get so many people who are like, oh, my mom said this, or my friend said this. I'm like, okay, do they have any sort of credentials or anything to back them up? Well, no. Okay, well then why are you taking their advice? Which, not related to this podcast, is probably one of the biggest things that, and I can explain it on both sides, is one of the biggest things that we face as trainers is my mom said this. Well, your mom is facing misconceptions that I'm trying to overcome from dozens, hundreds of years. And at the same token, trainers, you have to know how to establish that trust with your clients so that they trust you over their parents. Yeah, you know, you don't, you don't have to always take advice from everyone. Um, okay, so one other thing I want to talk about is with communication. When I feel like we have issues, instead of what I feel like is easy to do, being passive aggressive and being short and not talking about it, sometimes through text it can come that way. But if we're in person, I'll like walk away for a second and then like come back to you and just be like, look, that's not okay, or that upset me. And even if something invoked, like, an emotion in you, especially for females out there, don't feel stupid, but, like, you have to dive in deep and wonder, like, okay, why is this making me want to cry? Like, why is this making me upset? Versus, like, just blaming your partner because you have to understand, like, what is the underlying issue to why I'm getting upset or mad right now? Oh, yeah, there's definitely been, I think a lot of, that sometimes comes down to the eating disorders that you've struggled with, whereas I'll make a comment on food, not, not, like, I think it's a, 
good comment or I'm like making a joke or something that we're going to laugh about and not even realizing that that kind of digs deep on you and like you're mature enough to just be like, hey, like I didn't like that for this reason. This is why Verse. this is what I think of mm-hmm. versus starting a whole argument out of it. And feeling like, oh, I'm being attacked or now I feel like I need to, which I am very mentally aware of my eating disorder but like I know a lot of females that could be like a trigger to where they just want to resort back to old habits but like those comments of like even like you're looking like thicker or anything like that or stronger and that sounds fucked up but like even saying you look stronger or healthier like those are all terms from like my past that are really triggering for me but you have to explain why and they don't have to understand why, but they need to understand, like, that affects you. So they just won't use it in the future. <laughs> and there definitely have been some that don't understand. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just going to steer away from comments yeah. in that realm like that then. But um, I know it's something she struggles with, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to keep egging it on. And she's not going to make an argument out of it because she knows that I didn't have malicious intent behind it. Well, there's a couple things I feel like you struggle with that I try not to bring up. What? Anything that's, like masculine related like if I were to joke with you I feel like you like you are proud of I don't know I'm trying to word this correctly I feel, <laughs> I, I know I, where you're going I feel like you would take pride in the role of you know I don't want to say being the typical male but like being a supporter and being someone who's like strong willed for like their partner but like I feel like if I say anything that is like more feminine that you get angry and that's something that I'm just like to me I'm just like okay whatever it doesn't like I don't see why that would bother me but like again like I have to respect the fact that that upsets you and so like I can't like use the jokes that I want to use because you take them as like actual hits just like if you were to be like wow are you really gonna eat all that like I would take that as a hit and that would hurt my feelings versus like you, I'd be like, Oh, like your hair looks really pretty today. Like, I don't know. Like (laughs) (laughs) if I were to just give you like more of a feminine based critique, you you wouldn't take it good. Like if you're doing like tours around my place or like helping me out, I'm not going to like drop a homemaker comment because I feel like that's going to be insulting and rude. Part of me thinks it's funny, but I also don't want to hurt your feelings. Those, I don't know. those I don't think I mind, but yeah, I do. I do see where you mean with the more. I would have to watch how I word based it. Things. I would have to watch how I word it. So it's about like knowing what bothers the other person, and again, like if if like if that bothers you, you let me know right away. You don't just like wait two weeks and then you like blow up in my face and you're like, by the way, f you. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you just tell me it bothers you right away, which I think is super important instead of letting it fester. Yeah. But I think it's okay to, like, really ask yourself why it bothers you, too. So. Um, One other thing I want to talk about with us being in the fitness industry, we're taking a bigger turn. But with you going into the new year and taking on more responsibilities as a trainer, what have been some of your struggles feeling like you need to communicate your I don't want to say offer but like your services over to your clients that come with your job like physically and also just like mentally as well 
What? So, like, what pressure do you feel like is put on you as a trainer and pulling clients and that sort of relationship? As an in-person trainer? Mm-hmm. Because um, um... I know for me, I'm, so I'm talking about, like, through social media. So, for example, like, I told you when I transitioned from competing into my off-season that I felt like my clientele could possibly go down because I'm not as lean and I don't have as much as an impressive physique. So I felt like that could possibly hurt my business. Do you feel like the same pressure? That's what I'm talking about. To an extent. I mean, I guess, like, with, um, like, what, being on a bulk and, like, not being as lean... Well, yeah, because it's around the new year right now. You know, so many people are, like, ready to diet, and I feel like it can be challenging if you, your own fitness journey isn't in alignment with theirs. Like, sometimes it can be challenging to, for example, I have girls that I prep for shows or girls who are wanting to cut down for a wedding, and I'm not actively trying to lose weight. So it can almost be, like, frustrating, the fact that, like, I'm not doing what they're doing, but I also don't want to subconsciously have my clients think that I don't know what I'm doing because I don't look a certain way or I'm not doing those current things that they are. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I think as a new trainer, um, I was definitely felt that way. Um, but because of some of the people that, um, who are a mentor over me, uh, and their body type and their sales, um, definitely proved me otherwise. And, really just showed if you get the person, um, if you can connect with the person, then they're going to like you and they're going to trust you and they're going to buy into you, um, buy into, you know, what you say and physically buy you. Um, so that somewhat changed my perspective where if I don't think that I had those specific mentors, I think it would have been a little bit different. Um, but at the same token, like even when I get those thoughts of like, Hey, I'm not lean, like I have to flex to have abs now and things like that while I'm bulking, I think that at the same token I look back and most of my clients are lifestyle and, you know, I'm still at a lower body fat percentage. Um, You're still someone else's goals. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I'm, like there is 100% I know that there's somebody that looks at me in the gym and says, I wish I was that. At the same time where I'm kind of like, I wish I was at that point. Um, if I see someone else in the gym, so... There's always kind of that person, um, no matter where you are in your fitness journey, that just kind of like looks at you and like wishes like, oh, I wish I was that. Or even, hell, there's bodybuilders that look at um, women who carry around more, men or women who carry around more body fat percentage and they're like, hey, I wish I was like that guy or that girl who could um, have, you know, a pretty good physique and isn't tracking 100% of what they're Yeah, doing, I would so. say like a bodybuilder has the issue of being so dedicated to the gym and they're tracking to where they lack balance. So like you can be envious of other people who are going out and like not tracking their macros and do have more body fat on them. But like you can tell that they invoke confidence and then you're someone who's competing and you're thinking, okay, like I should be happy with my physique. I should feel good. But then this other person is having what I want. It's almost like coming down to the whole point of, you're never going to be happy with what you have. Like, you're always going to want what others have. Like, when I'm lean, I want to be in my off-season. And when I'm in my off-season, I want to be lean. And I've, like, come to the conclusion that that's just how it's always going to be. Yeah. I think you got to take, take a step back and analyze and then figure out what it is about what's good about the position that you're in. 
um, and where it's going to lead you to. And if you're someone who, like, is a trainer, like, if you feel like the only communication you have with your clients to build your worth is through your body, um, you're, you're very poorly mistaken. Like, a lot of your clients are with you because of your personality, with how you communicate with them. Most of my clients, I think, can't even tell that, like, I've gained weight post-competition because none of them have even mentioned it. Maybe they're just being nice. I don't know. But I think majority of them have just made comments of, like, you look happier, you look really balanced, you look strong, um, how's your butt so big now? Like, they'll make a bunch of, like, comments like that. And it's the complete opposite of what I thought. I thought so many people would have been like, wow, like, you really let yourself go, like, are you ever going to compete again? Like, what are you doing? Like, I felt like I was going to get a lot of that, but I haven't really noticed the big dip in or change in my business. If anything, I think a lot of my women can um, relate to me more, but I also just feel like I'm more in alignment with what my my um, my mission is because I preach so much about balance and with where my prep prep life was, it was far from balanced. And I felt like it was conflicting with, like, my purpose. So, um, my stomach is growling so loud right now. You probably can hear it in the mic. Anyway, um, last thing I want to recap on is, like, for 2020, what is your goal? One thing for a relationship. And then one thing for your career. Um... For a relationship, I'd like to go on, like, one, I don't want to say, like, bigger or smaller vacation, but, like, some vacation where it's just the two of us, um, and it would bounce around the idea of, like, Universal, Hawaii, and things like that, cruises, but Both. pick something, <laughs> pick something and finally go on one, um, cool. why, why do you want that, though? I don't know, just... Make some memories together. I'm not one that, like, thinks vacate. Well, I, I'm going to kind of rescind my comment or renege on it a little bit. But um, I'm not one that thinks, like, the vacations are where you make the memories. It's the memories that you miss when you're not away from each other, like the small day-to-day tasks. Um, but, you know, just do something to celebrate um, our wins and... To relax a little bit from the stress of our lives and the pressure that we put on each other or the pressure that we put on ourselves um so something to kind of be able to do that get away from things for a little bit um career wise you know I want to keep moving in the direction I am um at the club that I train at and then you've had a lot of growth within your career and yeah. most trainers tend to give up within like a couple months i'm sure you always see like a revolving door oh yeah there's a lot of a lot of revolving i want to i guess it's not super specific but really test my abilities as far as being a mentor at the gym um i'm young and so i know a lot of that like can affect can can affect when like you know, you got that 20-year-old that's like, why should I listen to this 25-year-old, 26-year-old? I think um, that's a limiting that much... belief. Yeah. Um, but uh, just I love that mentor aspect at the job. So, you know, of course, I want to become a PTM in 2020. 
However, I also just want to see like who else can I develop and um, teach how to better develop their clients, which in turn, you know, you make more impact in your clients' lives. You're going to make a bigger impact on your bank account as well. And so help my um, subordinates um, increase their paychecks so they're living more comfortably, um, not stressed out on that aspect, but also just becoming better versions of themselves, uh, more well-rounded trainers and being able to mentor them. Yeah, I think those are all good goals. Um, I will say like a lot of times when we talk about advancement and growth in our careers, we can have a lot of, again, like limiting beliefs that hold us back. Um, I want to transition into business coaching too, alongside with fitness coaching. And part of me feels like who wants to believe this 24 year old girl (laughs) with a little dog on how to grow business, but it can be really frustrating because I know how to grow a business and without having that authority, I can like think of, or like the look that an age can bring to you for like experience. But it's frustrating because I feel like I've learned so much within the last two years of my life that I'm able to help others and it would be selfish for me to not do that. And you helped encourage me to just pursue it. And I am nervous for a nurturing niche, but we're just going to, roll with it because right now it's already nothing and I look at it like I have nothing to lose so I might as well try try you know I don't know I just um I want to grow into that I want to grow Brielle more because Brielle's one of my employees I want her to get to a full-time position with coaching I want us both to be on client wait list and then be ready to hire on another person on my team probably someone to help me more with invoicing and financial type things that make me want to die. <laughs> money stresses you. Money. Managing money stresses you. Money. Out. Yeah. Managing money stresses me out because like, I feel like I was never taught on how to do it properly. I mean, yeah, I was going to make a comment, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that song. <laughs> when I die, throw my money in the grave. <laughs> But I think those are my main goals for um, my career. And then what was the other one? Oh, for 2020 and a relationship. relationship. I think it would be interesting to see how we cohabitate together and live together. Yeah. Yeah. I um, would say that we hang out on the weekends together, but it's always different when you actually live with someone um have that option to leave you know you're going to be gone and what do you mean (laughs) well it's always different when you know you have the option that you're going to be gone in 24 hours versus now you're living together and you know you don't have that option yeah and i know i really like my alone time so like yeah it's (laughs) easy for me to be alone and not be by people but i feel like we're both we were it's easy for us both to be alone but then when we're around each other, it's like, we don't want to, like, leave. be on separate rooms of the place and, like, ignoring each other. No, but, like, we time. can also be together and not be on each other the whole yeah. time. Like, I can be over here on my laptop doing work while you can be over there reading a book or playing with hope. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, constant attention. I think it's really unhealthy when you have a relationship like that where you can't just, like, <laughs> 
be by each other but be alone at the same time. I don't yep. know. But I think that would be another step to take in our relationship just to see how we work together further. Um, and then one goal of mine, which scares the hell out of me, is just buying a house. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, like, sick of renting. And with, like, the home market here it just makes more sense to mm-hmm. buy. So we got to find a house. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I know it was a little bit all over the place, but you guys like it whenever I bring Jake on. Um, For more of his information, just check out the description down below, and we'll see you all in the next one. See you guys. Okay, guys, so if you are enjoying Beyond the Bikini Radio, I would really love if you could share my podcast up on your Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. Beyond the Bikini Radio has been up for almost a year, and you guys know that I share a variety of content. Not only do I talk about mental health, physical health, competing, but other areas too with women's health, interviewing guests, interviewing bikini competitors. If you're wanting me to continue doing Beyond the Bikini Radio, I would just love to see some love back and you sharing the podcast. It makes me so happy seeing you guys enjoy it and it gives me a better idea of what type of content you guys are enjoying and what episodes you want me to cover in the future or what topics resonated with you. So again, thank you for being a Beyond the Bikini radio listener and keep on listening.